World of Work podcast with James and Jane. Hi everyone, this is Jane. And just before we get into this episode, I want to remind you of all the really great stuff on our website at www.worldofwork.io. Over there, you can check out all the online seminars and workshops we do, as well as our team development programs. You'll also find articles on topics to help you thrive at work. So that's www.worldofwork.io. Now let's get on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the World of Work podcast. We've got a great conversation with you uh, for you today. We have Kevin Monroe joining us from Atlanta, um, and we're going to be speaking all about gratitude. And gratitude is such a powerful, contagious, important topic um, that I, I'm super pleased to be bringing it to you. And, and I'm really pleased to be discussing it with Kevin, who I know brings a lot of enthusiasm and energy and a rich experience to it. So, Kevin, before we get into the conversation, could you say a little bit about yourself and, and say hi to everybody? Sure. Let me start by saying hi. Hi. Welcome. Uh, I'm delighted to be joining James here in this conversation, and I'm delighted that you are joining James and me now for this conversation. So you listening, you know, I, James and I were just talking. I, I like to think of it as the three of us sitting around a, a coffee shop, a tea house, having this intimate conversation. So thank you for joining us. I say that, James, there's now over a million podcast in the world. So people could be listening to anything, but you have chosen to listen to this podcast. There's a reason for that. So that says something really unique about you and how you're wired and and what you're looking for in life, work, and relationships. So hello. Hello. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to a chat. I love having a chat. And so uh, you know, one of the things that, that I think is worth sharing is I kind of stumbled across you a little while ago when we were looking at, at sort of learning a little bit more about gratitude. And, and I ended up getting involved in doing um, part of a program that you do, which is 30 Days in Gratitude. And so I, I didn't really know what to expect about that. My, my sort of knowledge of gratitude wasn't that great. And I kind of went into it and I, I learned a lot. And I guess I'd just like to, to pick your brains because clearly you've spent a lot of time on it. You know, what was it that led you to, to gratitude being such an important subject for you? How, what's that journey? It's clearly so, you know, it's under your skin. It's embedded in everything you do. How, how has that come about? You didn't lose a connection there. I, I'm just taking a deep breath because, you know, I love it when I'm asked this question, but the answer is out of a dark night of the soul. Yeah. Okay. I mean, out, out of a really, and, and I, I mean, a place of deep darkness. Uh I had kind of been taught as a little boy to be remember your manners and, and kind of like say be grateful, but it was more like say thank you. And James, I, I mean, I vividly, there, there are a few dates that are etched in my memory. Not many, but a few. One of those would be my wedding uh, and then the birth dates of our children. But, but August, I mean, April 17th, April 17th, 2018 was a dark day. I've had a few bouts of depression as an adult. Yeah. And that was probably the last one, but it, it was a dark day. And I could not drag myself out of bed that morning. And for me, this kind of, that means I slept till 7.30, right? Wow. Because I'm usually up between 4.30 <laughs> and 5 without an alarm clock. Cool perspective, but I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't get up that morning. And, and when I did, there was just, it, it was lackluster. You know, it's just... <sighs> Really? You know, it's another day. But I have a morning routine. So I leaned into that morning routine, grabbed my journal, 
And that day I sat down on the floor and I just cried out this kind of desperate prayer, spark creativity in me. 45 minutes later, there was this idea. And I remember sitting up, sparked. I mean, the idea was 85% fully formed. Launch this 90-day journey that we called the Extraordinary Experiment. And for, for those of you who may feel like me when I look in the mirror, that I'm just an ordinary guy. I have no exceptional talents. I, you know, I jokingly say I'm too short to be a basketball player. I'm too tall to be a jockey. I'm not athletically skilled. I was always the last kid picked on any sport, you know, team. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, we'll take Kevin. Right. And, and a few years ago, a business partner of mine asked me, "Was did I know about Mensa?" And I'm like, "No." And she goes, "I didn't think so, right?" I mean, so I'm not, I'm not particularly intelligent because I don't even know what the gifted society is in the world. But I want to live an extraordinary life. I want my life to count. I want it to make a difference. I've had that desire since I was a teenager. So we started this. 13-week program, and we identified 13 things that may make a difference if we embrace them. Week six, we'd landed on gratitude. And James, three years ago was the first time I really started pondering, what is gratitude? And how is gratitude different than just, you know, saying thanks? Yeah. And that, when we got to week six, each week we did a video on Monday. And then we, you know, drop some help, helpful hints, tips on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we ask people to reflect on the week. What happened? When we started to record the video on Monday, I, I started thinking, what is gratitude? That, so it was that depression, that awakening, and then that deepening of this experience over 13 weeks. From there, gratitude just became my thing. Uh, June 5th. 2019 had this idea to host a gratitude challenge just out of the blue host a gratitude challenge launch that and it it was that that then really launched into this deepening endeavor and I thought we'd host one I've now hosted 20 something gratitude challenges and it became the work yeah it's brilliant it's just clearly part of what you do and and I think that's lovely um but it started out of deep darkness, well, James, yeah, right? You know, it was, that's what yeah. I was going to come back on is, yeah. is you know, uh, I, like many people, have had moments of darkness, you know, that, that, that feeling of not wanting to get out of bed or just feeling lethargic. And, and, and I think you might have said it, but that sort of draining of color from existence, you're just kind of like, you're not living, you're existing. You're in this moment where you're just, um, you know, void of energy and enthusiasm and you're just flat. And that, that's a that's a powerfully dark place to be. So so it's great that out of that comes this this ability and this this sort of motivation and the drive. And and so like on, on that journey, you ended up discovering a little bit more about gratitude and, and taking the dive into it. And you talked a little bit about, you know, when you were young, you were like saying thank you and, and doing all that stuff, but that's different to gratitude. So so what is the difference between that sort of performance and then then gratitude, where's the magic? What's the secret sauce of making the leap from saying thank you and to being grateful? Like, I'd love yeah. to know that secret. So the way I see the difference, I think being thankful or saying thanks is very much transactional. Yeah. Right? I, I 
Think about this. How many of us, and if you've been raised the way I was raised as a child, it's just that automatic response. And maybe it's to the barista in the yeah. coffee shop or, or the tea house, you know, and, and, and you give them money or a card, they give you a drink and you say, thank you. Do you really have any effort, any, any meaning that I'm really thankful for this? Or is it just kind of that automaticity of it's a transaction? Yeah, so yeah. for me, most of my life or thankfulness was this transaction. Yeah, yeah. You do something for me. I respond with thanks and we just go on and it doesn't really change anything. Yeah, it's Gratitude. about pilot, isn't it? It's about like, yeah. we go in like, please, thank you, you're welcome. It's just like a ritual, right? But it's not like, I'm not in a moment when I'm doing that. I can be totally thinking about why did I pack my bag such a stupid way? Or where am I going to go for dinner? Or Exactly. I and I may nice not even it. recognize you, the barista, as a person. Mm. Right? I just go, thank you. But but what if... What if, so we, we have these, we now created out of this journey, we created 52 prompts that guide right. gratitude. And one of those is thinking about all that went into making this happen, whatever that is. Think of any event. But all of a sudden, what if when we're getting that cup of coffee, we start thinking about, hmm, there's a farmer somewhere that grew the beans. And all of that journey. And then, and I've become friends with, my, I've got a friend, Al, a fourth generation Guatemalan coffee farmer. Cool. Um, actually, I think he's Honduran. So let me, I'm sorry, Al, Honduran coffee farmer. <laughs> I've got a friend that's also in Guatemala running, um, leading an orphanage. So that's where, that's where the Guatemala came from. Honduran coffee farmer, fourth generation. I mean, and they go from farm to table, right? They, every step of the way, they are involving. And now they know this is Marvin's roast. Yeah. And when I drink this coffee, I'm supporting Marvin and his family, right? So that's that difference. So gratitude for me is this transformational where I recognize the enormity of the gift. Yeah. And that everything is a gift. Hey, you and I, we, we are sharing several gifts right now, James, but you and I both woke up today. Yeah. Life is a gift today. Yeah. Right? So, so that I, I, starts. So like, so like on that, some of the things I'm hearing when you're talking about this and then just like, let me know if I'm, I'm off, off on uh, like a sidetrack or what yeah. you're thinking. Like I'm picking up wonder in the world. I'm picking up mindfulness. I'm picking up intentionality. I'm picking up, you know, being in the moment, almost being like overawed with the, the grandeur of opportunity and, and privilege that we have in these moments. That's is, gratitude. Is that where you are? All, yeah. all of, I think all of that is bundled into gratitude, right? It's bundled into gratitude. And you're like, wow, everything in my life is a gift. So my, my now, this disposition is to be grateful, to be in awe, of everything to take nothing for granted. And how many things do we take for granted in life? So that's where it becomes transformational. You know, you mentioned, I host this thing, 30 days in the power of gratitude. How did I get there? Relationship. 
So there's awe and wonder in that, that I meet somebody and somebody goes, oh, you ought to meet this person. They host a podcast, be on their podcast. I'm on their podcast and they go, hey, we're doing a program. We think you'd be a really great host. We, you know, we're doing this pilot of this platform. Would you join us? So I join. We we create this platform. We, we create a program. We're thinking, what do we call it? Because they were calling their things challenges. Uh -huh. Well, we already had challenges. We had done 10-day gratitude challenges. I didn't want to just start hosting a 30-day challenge and people go, what's the difference? Oh, 20 days. <laughs> so I was looking for something different. How do we dis distinguish this? And we landed on, and James, this was inspired idea. I didn't know that at the time. Inspired idea, just land. what if we called it 30 days in, and we capitalized the I in, the power of gratitude. I had no idea what we were starting when we started that, but that's what people experience. They are immersed in the power of gratitude. And in, in session one, Portia, a HR manager of a manufacturing company in Pennsylvania, the mid-Atlantic region of the United States, been on site through work throughout the whole pandemic, was on site at work. During that time, lost two relatives to COVID, lost two friends to COVID, had all of this, just lost energy in life, lost that drain, didn't want to get out of bed in the morning joins us for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, we're doing a celebration session. And I put this word cloud up that we invite people to respond. Hey, what word or phrase would you use to describe your experience of 30 days? And, and I see words all the time, transformational, life-changing, inspirational. And I don't take any of those for granted. I love all of those. But when I see a word I've never seen before, it's like, oh. And, and somebody wrote resurrection. Oh, Wow. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we're going to yeah. come back and talk about wow in a moment because that's how I respond. Oh, wow. And I realized wow is my favorite word. So I'm yeah. really happy to be on the wow podcast. <laughs> what a fun. But I, but I asked, Hey, the person that wrote this, are you willing to share why you wrote resurrection? That's a powerful it's a word. Big word isn't it yeah and it was poor she said oh that was me that's what this experience was and then she started talking about this losing four loved ones the loss that she had experienced the grief she was still processing the 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 drain of energy the drain of zeal the the loss of joy i mean all of that and 30 days in the power of gratitude allowed her to reconnect Wow, James. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the next session we're doing, a guy, um, I won't use his name because he's not giving me permission to use his name, but I can tell you, real fella, I've got this on, I've, I've got it documented. Day 28, he shares, for five years now, I've been on antidepressant medication. And over the last two years, I've done a lot of intentional work counseling, prayer, meditation, even moved my family, changed jobs. And this 30 days being the icing on the cake, talked to my doctor today and we developed a 30-day plan to get off medication. That's so powerful, isn't it? What a phenomenal outcome that is. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's and how talk I talk about wow. having an impact on people. It's phenomenal. That sort of like Phoenix ability to to rise up from the negativity, which was embedded in the, the, the start of what you got. I, I, I got something that's in my mind. 
Okay. So when when we're talking about this, and in some of the way it's described, there, there's a mixture of things that, that that I'm hearing, and I love your thoughts on it. I'm hearing like a mixture of intentionality and action to to bring you there, but I'm also like in some subtext hearing a little bit of letting go and and mm. just you know being submerged in in what feels like a rising of gratitude if you give into it. Where do you stand? What, what are you floating into gratitude, or are you like oh, swimming to the top of a gratitude, or how does how does that come about? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, this is so beautiful. So be- I love the question, James. Um, so uh, this is now month 13 where I've hosted gratitude encounters. We do it twice a month now. The first encounter I hosted in January of this year, a f- uh, uh, someone showed up. I didn't know who she was then. Since she's become a dear friend, her name's Vicki. She shows up. And when I asked that word just about the our experience, what yeah, word yeah, would yeah. you use? She used an interesting word you just tapped into. And when I saw that word on the screen, I was like, wow, I'm curious. She wow. used the word held. Yeah, okay. Right? So that's what you're getting. I've let go. Yeah. I've let, And I'm being held, held up by the support of a community, by this, this lifting of gratitude. For me, the primary thing that gratitude does it provides a shift of perspective and we see things differently, right? I love this quotation from Wayne Dyer who said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Well, gratitude, if, if, if when I'm asked, well, what does it really take to be grateful? The, 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 the one overwhelming catalytic decision we make is to pause, to pause. And this comes from the work of Viktor Frankl, Logotherapy and Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor talks about there is a moment. There's always a moment between the stimulus, something happens, and then there is a response. There is how we respond to whatever it is that happened. And there is a moment. And in that moment, if we pause... And rather than saying, what's wrong with this situation? What's wrong with that person? All of those things. What if we go, what's the good here? What's the beautiful that's here? What can I choose to see here that is good and noble? And how do I focus on that rather than... So Susan David, in her book, Emotional Agility, she calls this being hooked right? The the bait comes, the stimulus. Well, how do you and I respond? And if we can develop the discipline to pause, and it is a discipline to pause and go, hmm, what's my choice here? And how will I choose? My boss, let's talk about the world of work. My boss is a jerk. And what my boss just did is, was, was a jerk thing to do. And I'm so ticked whatever expletive you want to put in there, we'll keep this clean, you know, whatever. Or I pause and go, wow, he or she must be really in a tough place and having a bad day. And what they said has a whole lot more of a reflection on them than it does me. And here's what I enjoy about the work I'm privileged to do. And I'm going to focus on this. That's a choice. 
Yeah. That's There's a choice. A lot so of intentionality. The, the intentionality, that choosing. So, you know, life is t- life is difficult. Life, life is, is difficult for all yeah. of us. We are closing in. I don't know when this is going to exactly air, but let me just say by the time it airs, we're probably at and or beyond day 600 of the global pandemic. Because today that we're recording, it's day 578. And some people go, you track that? And I'm like, no, but I look it up regularly. I have a site. I go, because I just look at this and I go, hey, folks, the world of work has changed. The world of work was changing pre-pandemic, period, right? We would agree with that. The world of work needs to change. And the pandemic has been this amazing catalyst. And some leaders are embracing the pandemic as a catalyst for change. Others are resisting the pandemic as a catalyst for change. And they're just wanting to go back to the way things were, thinking that the way things were, were good. Maybe it was for them, but it wasn't. So the world of work has changed. And and one of the things that changed, when, when you and I recognize that we have choice, and, okay, I'll use two words here. We have agency. Agency is choice. Agency means we have we have the freedom to choose. Agency alone really doesn't lead to anything. But when we take action on agency, remarkable things happen in life. Right? So we have that ability. We have freedom to choose and we can choose differently. And when you choose differently, when you resist that notion to be hooked and to look at what's bad in the workplace, what what if so we've, we've been doing this, uh, like I say, three years, three and a half years now I've been on this quest. We've had organizations that have joined us, and, and I love the way they apply it, James. Some of them started embracing gratitude into their work. How do they do that? Well, one way, and it was, uh, it was a company in Seattle. The guy messaged me. He said, hey, we've started starting all of our meetings with sharing gratitude, sharing what's gone right today. And he said, you know what? It's totally changed our meetings. Because in the past, all of our meetings started with somebody coming in. And how do most meetings start? People are worked up over whatever's not working. And that's what they're uh, venting about in this. Oh, I can't believe that. Can you believe my coworker? Can you believe that customer? Can you believe my boss? Blah, 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 blah. Right. That's where it starts. What does that fuel? Negative energy. Where does that take us? No place good. What if instead we start with, Hey, what, what's the best thing? that's happened for you today. And you go, hmm, I have to think about that a moment yeah, because yeah, what, what I'm wired to, right? to think about is all the unpleasant things that have happened. But I th- there was something good today. My coworker helped me with this without being asked. And then when you start sharing that and somebody else shares that, this creates this tsunami of positivity and it just grows. So we have people doing that. Another one, James, um, my friend, Melissa, they had they use Slack. She said, hmm, what if we launched a gratitude channel on Slack? And once a week is what it started, then twice a week. Then it grew to three times a week. Now, now maybe they do it once a day. And it's different people just shout out and say, hey, gratitude break. What do you want to celebrate today? 
What what good thing has happened? So she started using the prompts we were using in our gratitude challenge, and we just share that with the folks on their team. And people started responding. Over about a four to six week period, it began to catch on and it changed the environment and it led to changing their culture. How does, um, in that one, I'm like, I'm, I'm really curious when, when you've got like a, a boss who's maybe a, a bit tricky or, or like, you know, really task focused and, and some, some of the cultures are quite like focused like that. A lot of people are, who end up like that, right? I'm, I'm a big believer. Most people are good people, right? You just end up in a tough situation. Things are a bit hard. You're, you're under pressure and, and you're, you're doing maybe... the best you can with what you have in the yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. what I want to think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, these people are under pressure and, you know, short on time and, you know, feeling they got to get stuff done. What does it happen like to, to a leader when those around them start to be grateful? How does it affect the, the boss? Like what happens to them? <laughs> Yeah, James, I love it. Some of them go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? I mean, so I, I've, I'm reading, again, two, two excellent books right now, The Choice and the Gift by Dr. Edith Eager. And I heard her say something because I'm listening on Audible, right? Somebody wants to provoke you. And what do you do when you respond? She used this beautiful analogy. You picked up the rope and the tug of war started. What happens if you choose not to pick up the rope? The boss is just standing there holding a rope and there is no tug. It takes two people to fight, one to stop. Yeah. So, and, and so what if you, so here is the thing. I, I want to say this to you listening you, because you may be in a situation that James just described and you think, yeah, but you don't know my workplace. You don't know my leader, my boss, my supervisor, whatever you call them. You don't know them. You don't know my situation. Yeah, but, but I do know that you have more power than you realize you have. And you could be the catalyst that sparks change in your workplace, in your work group, in your work team, and in your company. Because people respond to this. And when you start being that beacon of light, that voice of hope, that voice of optimism, right? And people go, uh, you know, they may ask, right? What are you putting in your coffee? Or what are you putting in your tea right there? What, what are you doing? How did you change? And when you just say, you know, I've just made a decision. I want to focus on the good. I want to focus on the beauty. That can change. So James, I, well, I started thinking about this. I mean, so I think of it in two ways, kind of. Every one of us has some degree of control over our experience, my experience of work. No one, no one can tell you you can't be grateful at work. No one can tell you that. They may create an environment where it's, it's kind of difficult, but no one can say you don't have the choice to choose to be grateful today. You can't. Now, like I say, it may be a very contrarian choice in the place you're in, but you have choice. So you can choose, how do I impact my direct experience of work? So for me, I'll give you a real story. I'm, I'm sad to say this, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm an independent. I, I mean, I run my own business. A few years ago, there was an organization I loved working with, but I poorly priced a project. 
I know that's not happened to you or anyone else listening that's an independent. You've never done that. And what was I doing? I I was kind of bringing this negative energy into every time I started to prepare this this project. I was doing a keynote at their conference. And every time, and I was kind of like, I was mad at myself, not at them. Who did this? Resentful, right? Yeah. And I'm letting that negative energy in bring into this project. And I stopped. And I shifted. And every time I started working on that project, I I I asked, what is something to be grateful for in this project? Oh my gosh, I'm going to speak at a national conference. There are going to be hundreds of people here that do amazing work and, and that have the opportunity to improve the lives of thousands or millions of people. And I have an opportunity to inspire them to do that differently. So I want to celebrate that. You know what, James? It changed my attitude about the work I was doing because I chose to find something good about this project, something good to celebrate, something that that I will I choose to celebrate. It changed everything in my experience. So your experience of work, somebody does something to you, you're pissed off, right? You can either go with that or you can stop and say, I want to choose something different. So that's how we we have this immediate effect over our personal experience of work. We have that power. No one can take that power from you. you know, now, you also have this broader influence to change your workplace. Not just my experience of work, but the workplace. What if I'm the one? And I have people that tell me this. They are not the leader. I know people that are the leader. Now, it's beautiful. When the CEO or the team lead, they're the ones that say, hey, let's start with gratitude. Let's, let's, what, 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 I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the way you're showing up. I'm grateful for the difference you're making in our company. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, when it comes from the top, it's powerful, but it doesn't have to come from the top to start. You could be the one in a meeting. Okay. So real life story. Um. My friend Heidi shared this with me two months ago at a gratitude encounter. She was an educator, teacher in a school. She said things had gotten really toxic and she didn't even want to go to the teacher's lounge anymore because there was just so much negativity, probably like there is today, right? Because we have more tension to vax or not to vax, right? And, and all of those things and, and, and folks are, they've drawn lines and you're an idiot if you do this, you're an idiot if you don't do this and blah, 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 blah. That kind of toxicity had permeated her workplace, but it was over politics at that time. She didn't like it. She didn't ask anybody permission to do what she did. But the next day she walked in and she hung up a poster board and wrote on it, what's one thing you're grateful for today? And she wrote what she was grateful for. And maybe that first day, only one or two other people wrote anything. The next day, she walks in and hangs up another poster board same, and asks the same question. By the end of the first week, several people were writing. Every day, right? People are writing. By the end of the second week, there had already been a shift in the atmosphere, in the environment. The toxicity was decreasing. By the end of 30 days, it was gone. The principal 
started bringing other principals in to show them what was happening in the teacher's lounge. And the, so the principal's taking some credit for this yeah, change yeah. of environment. They had nothing to do with it. But they didn't stop it either, right? They didn't go, you can't do that. Pull these down. So, wow, James, what? You could be the person. I've had so many people that tell me they go into the conference room and just on the whiteboard, what's something you're grateful for? And it sparks a revolution. It sparks ripples. The ripples grow and become waves. All because of what one person chose to do, right? I see you smiling. This is so beautiful. Yeah, I'm smiling. I mean, that's how we change the world of work. It's great if it starts from the top and your leaders have those epiphanies and they are now awakened and they want to invite this in. But if if they're slow to the dance, start dancing anyway. Yeah. And and like you said, anybody can do that. And, and you know what? You know, all of us in our lives learn throughout our lives. Learning doesn't yeah. end. And just because somebody's in a senior position as a leader doesn't mean that they're not learning. doesn't mean that they know all the answers. So, you know, particularly strong leaders, they're going to want to learn. They'll see this stuff and they'll be like, that's amazing. Why don't we do more of that? So that ability to educate and inform upwards is pretty, pretty yeah. cool. I've got, I'm going to come back to something because you were talking about something there and it was something that I'd scribbled down because I wanted to talk about it too, which is this word control, mm. right? And And earlier you talked about the sense of being held. And I talked a little bit about sort of yeah. letting go and feeling that you're you're floating on on gratitude. And I'm and glad I'm, we're coming back to that. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in, in control because I feel like there are a couple things going on here. One, it feels like you're talking a lot about controlling our choices and controlling what we're doing. But but I wonder as well, some of the things that you're saying seem to imply, well, why don't we just worry less about the stuff that we can't control? So the world's going on around us and it's there. Why don't I just stop trying to worry about all that stuff I can't control and just look for some goodness in it and, and move forward in a rational place. What do you think about that, that sort of control of ourselves and not control of others? How do you feel about that? I love it, James. I love it. I'm so glad you brought this up, right? Yeah. I mean, whew. hey, just stop. Just you listening. Let's just do that. Let's just deep breath in. I bet, I imagine there's something right now that's so big that's weighing on your heart, your mind, and it's beyond your ability to control. It's beyond my ability to control. How much energy do we give that in our lives, right? And and we're, we're resisting this, we're fighting this, and it's like, you're, you're not able to, to, to change that. So our friends, the Stoics, they had this belief, the obstacle is the way, right? Don't try to go around it. Let's go through it. And then just, how do we, how do we pause and just go? What is there to be grateful for in this moment? And, and James, I will tell you, I mean, this, this is, hopefully you listening are astute enough to know that nobody's life is perfect. Right. I mean, we sometimes we think, oh, they've got it all together. They're doing it right. Hey, my life is not perfect. I, I promise you that there are enormous are numerous challenges that I face. But I was a, a couple of weeks ago, I started. What if what if I back to your. What if I just 
raise my arms up, release control, and just kind of fall into gratitude? What if I just fell into the pool of gratitude and just started thinking of those things I'm grateful for? So I started a journal out of this, uh, in my journey, I don't even remember, well, it's probably three and a half, four years ago I started a journal, but I know today I made, and I started, I just seek to write three things a day, at least three things a day. Today, I think I wrote six or seven, but James, I started numbering them just, just for whatever. One, to make sure I did three a day. Today, I wrote entry 5,101, 5,102, 5, through 107, right? 5,100 different. Now, I have no rules. There, there's some things that get repeated. It's not like you got to make up something new. No, that's not. A, I just don't. But what if I just dive into gratitude? So I was grateful for taking action on an idea I had two weeks ago. Yesterday, it manifested in action. I hosted a first master class on gratitude. So I was celebrating that action. Now, there are things I could say, but I, you could have done it differently. You could have done it better. There could have been, right? Blah, 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 blah. No, I want to celebrate the action I took. I want to celebrate that there was an inspired idea two weeks ago. And in less than two weeks, there's an action. There, there is something I can show. I took action. Celebrate that. Celebrate the decisions. You know, there are all of these things we can break down and say, I'm grateful for this. What if we just immerse ourselves into gratitude? And when we start doing that, we find there's so many things we're grateful for, so many things. And then we just kind of let go of those things that are beyond our control. The other thought over the last two weeks, wanting to live in the now, not for the now, right? And just go, what What if I go all in on this moment, this moment? You know, my, our, gosh, I'm sitting in our home today. Uh, roof over our head. I had breakfast this morning. I've had coffee. We have groceries in the refrigerator, in the pantry, right? I mean, things are good today. Celebrate that. But so much of our energy, we bring worries from the future that haven't happened yet, that might not ever happen into the now, and we lose the now. So back to you. I what what if we, and, and there's a difference between living in the now and living for the now. Living for the now, we, we seem to forget that decisions we make now have consequences, right? So I'm, I'm not talking about being foolish. I'm talking about being wise, but just saying, hey, I want to, in this moment, in this moment, the only thing I want to focus on is this conversation I'm having with James and you, wow, listeners. I don't want to... I don't want to focus on anything else. So I'm going to turn off the notifications. And if you haven't done this, turn off notifications on your phone. All of those things are just, oh, maybe there's something else more important. Maybe there's something. No, there's not. In the moment, the person in front of you is what's most important. Fully invest your attention and intention with them. And then go to go to what's next. Be in the moment. Yeah. That know, eternal that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's 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 brilliant. It brings in so many so many things. Like that that sense of the eternal now and trying to hold on to that eternal now is such a powerful thing to do. And it's hard because we get drawn to these different things. But but there's something else that, that I think sort of builds on that that I think is important, which is linked and and so related to this gratitude piece, which is while we're being in this eternal now, we can be kind to our past self, right? We can yeah. look back not in anger. We can look back on our past self 
with pleasure and pride and find all the good things and find the lessons and celebrate them and then look forward and create a good platform for our future. So that's kind of the, the being yeah. in the now. I've got like two other bits. I, I, I kind of, I'm bubbling to, to, to well, let's go. get off quickly. One is, um, you know, one of the examples that, that's in my mind, it's a phrase, I'm probably misquoting it. It came from a radio program called In Our Time with a guy called Melvin Bragg and he was exploring the history of Taoism. Mm. And there was a phrase, and like I said, I've probably got it wrong, but it's what I've remembered, which is what matters obviously in this instance. Yeah. And, and the phrase was, the stone that floats and bobbles down the river is not worn down by the water. The stone yeah. that wedges itself in the river is worn down over time. And, and so there's something about giving in to, to the things that you can't control and maintaining yourself whole and positive as you meander that journey that the world throws at you. And, and if you do that and celebrate where you end up and, and look back with pleasure on, on the other parts of the stream that you've been through and look forward with wonder to the rest of the river and where you'll end up uh, later on in that river, that can leave you more entire in that journey and, and help you navigate that in, in a more rich and meaningful and, and healthy way in all kinds yeah. of ways. And, and the other thing that's in my mind with all this is, you know, we talk about challenges, you, you know, your life isn't perfect. My life isn't perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. It's all kind of a construct in many ways, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, imagine a life without challenges. Mm. I mean, like to me, that would be one of the worst things that yeah. could happen. Like, yeah. I don't want no challenges. If my life existed of nothing but like cake and, you know, sunshine, I think I'd be quite unhappy. You know, yeah. I think it seems ridiculous. And and here's something else that I've been saying to myself for a little while. And I wonder what, what you think about it. it. And it's a bit bit strange, maybe in its formulation, but being happy isn't necessarily what makes me happy. What right. makes me happy is the things I do and the challenges I overcome and the relationships and, and the mindsets that I have. You know, there's nothing good nor evil under the sun except what thinking makes it so. And those things, right? So I really believe there's there's something in that control and, and oh. our framing and, you know, grabbing, you know, Thomas Jefferson, what did he say? He said, one should always grab life by the smooth handle. I think there's something that fits in yeah. with that and that attitude that's helpful. So how, how do you how do you turn this into, which it clearly is for you, such a habit, right? So many people make it through life and end up with these negative habits, <clears throat> Right. We jump to things. We go into a conversation. The first thing we do to somebody, like you said, for meetings is we go and we complain. Like yeah. we bring this burden of negativity to the people we know. And we're like, oh, so-and-so is a jerk. This is dreadful. Have you seen the news? Isn't TV dreadful? And like we just offload that on people. And sometimes yeah. it's like we're yeah. looking for this bonding over shared negativity. But how do we break some of those things in work or in our own lives? How do we, how do we enrich our yeah. positive so, approach to stuff? When you say that... Uh, I'm reminded, and, and this came out of this doing 30 days in the power of gratitude and creating the content for that, the coaching. And I started recognizing my journey, others' journey, that, that I see this thing a framework, right? That that maybe gratitude for me started as an obligation. Okay. It, it was an obligation. But if I fail to respond to an obligation, what do I feel? I feel guilt, right? You should, you should. Well, then maybe we look at gratitude as a hack, right? You're having a bad day, practice gratitude. Something bad happened, you know, be grateful. What's something to be grateful? Well, that's a hack and that's okay. But then from there, maybe it becomes a practice and I, I want to try to have a gratitude practice. Well, well, then yes, but what if it becomes a habit? 
And what if it doesn't stop at being a habit, James? What if it becomes a mindset to, to where a friend of mine said it like this, and I keep this cup handy that, that my friend Christy sent me uh, on purpose, right? Because that's how I want to live. But what if I look at gratitude as this filter and everything that comes into my life is poured into this cup and, and I use the filter of gratitude to find the good even when life is not so good? That's a mindset. Well, what if it goes on and it becomes lifestyle for us? And it becomes part of our DNA, and we are grateful people. So this was the epiphany I had last year. My friend Tracy Fenton, CEO of World Blue, asked me to do a, a webinar for their leaders on gratitude. Uh, no, she said, would you do a webinar? And I said, well, Tracy, what would you want me to do? It on? She said, duh, gratitude. At that moment, that was the epiphany that people began to see me as a grateful person and that gratitude was my work. It was one of several things I was doing. And then I started thinking, huh, what if, what if this was the epitaph at the end of my life? He was one grateful fella. James, I promise you, there have been a lot worse things said about me there in is. life. <laughs> there have been a lot worse things said about all of us, I think. Yeah, and I think if if gratitude is how is what I'm known for, right? If it becomes my identity, if we become grateful people, how beautiful is that, right? So this whole idea, wherever you're at, you're on this journey with gratitude. And maybe for you, it's an obligation. But what if we aspire? for gratitude to become a way of life, right? It's who we are. It's how we begin to respond to whatever comes our way, be it good or bad. And what if, back to the challenge piece, hey, here's here's one thing I know about you, you James, you listening, you Kevin talking, you've gotten through the challenges so far. You've become a different person because of the challenge. What if you look back? What if we look back on the challenge and say, well, what did I learn in that challenge? How am I a different person? How am I a better person because of going through that challenge? Oh, what might I have learned in that challenge that better equips me for a future challenge that's coming? Oh, right. I mean, that's applying gratitude to challenges. And we go, okay. I didn't enjoy the challenge when it was happening, but the fruit of the challenge is good fruit in my life. I'm a different person. I'm a more compassionate person for people going through that cha same challenge. And maybe I now have something to help people who are struggling with the challenge I had that I didn't have before and wished I'd have had when I was going through it. How about that for fruit of a challenge? We go, oh. Well, that's what the lens of gratitude allows us to see, is the challenge wasn't as bad as I thought it was at the moment. And yeah, I'm a better person because I survived yeah. that challenge. Very good in so many of these things. When you were speaking about those different stages from obligation through to lifestyle, I, I totally resonate with that. And one of the things I speak about sometimes is I like to go running, right? That's one of the things that I do that's so so powerful. And I remember when I started, it was like, wouldn't I kind of like to be able to do that? And aren't I dreadful at this? And gosh, I should do that. It's an obligation. I should do it. I must. I didn't. But and now then, you're a runner, right? Now I'm a runner, right? But <laughs> but now, now if I'm not running... <laughs> that's the weird thing. Like if I'm not doing it, it's like, I kind right. of notice it by its absence. It, it's not even like part of my life. It's just, or it's not even a, a, a 
conscious part of my life in many ways because it's so embedded it's who into you that. are and I'm, it's part of that identity piece which yeah. i think is like super powerful um i'm afraid like time wise we're kind of running yeah, out of time I, I got one question for you just to ask before we wrap up um well two one brief one if people want to start this what's like one great starting thing to do to to start to look at bringing a bit more gratitude into your life okay so start point if if you're wanting to start this let's do this pause right now pause right now and even look back in the last 60 minutes and think what's something good about the 60 minutes and, and so and even if you want to go deeper think about hmm who told you about the world of work podcast who introduced you to the podcast what is all of the technology that made it possible for you to be listening to this podcast now are you listening on a phone are you listening on a computer oh do you know not everybody in the world has that access to that not everybody in the world has enough money to buy a smartphone and there you are listening on a smartphone oh i'm grateful for my smartphone oh i happen to live in a place where there's great internet access Oh, what if I take that for with gratitude rather than taking it for granted, right? I mean, gosh, we can take anything. But if you just pause, pause. So I'd say it's three things, James. Pause, notice, express. Pause, look around, look back, look forward, look up, find something good. Notice something good and then express thanks for that. Say thank you. We, we can go deeper on this. If somebody introduced you to the World of Work podcast, what if you pause right now and sent them a text and say, oh my gosh, I just enjoyed this delightful conversation. Thank you for introducing me to these people. There's gratitude. Fabulous. I think that's a great idea. That, that pause, reflect, express. What a great great compression of, of of a way to do this i think that's that's brilliant um before we go how can people find out more about you and and your programs and the things that you do so several ways but i'll just give you two kevin d monroe.com that's the website uh everything is there and it's all focused on gratitude now the first thing you may see i mean like the biggest thing on the page when you come to the home page is gratitude changes everything so everything there is now on gratitude, uh, including a resource that, that may be helpful to people here, 10 Ways Gratitude Supercharges Your Company's Culture, or the way I like to think of it, 10 Ways Gratitude Supercharges Your Work and Your Workplace. Or if you are on LinkedIn, that is my primary social media outlet. If you are on LinkedIn, please reach out to me. Please say, I met you through the World of Work podcast. I promise you I will respond. I will accept your invitation. We'll start a conversation because that's what it's about, James. It's about conversation. It's about connection. It's about seeing and, and valuing one another. And I would love to hear from you. So those are two ways. Please reach out. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Kevin. You know what? I'm grateful for this conversation. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. So huge thanks. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the invitation and opportunity. And thank you for listening to us because you, you chose, again, choice. You made a choice to listen. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, as well as these podcasts, we deliver at least one free online seminar every month that everyone can attend. 
You can sign up for these and our newsletter, The Wow Mail, on our website, www.worldofwork.io. That's www.worldofwork.io.